0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We want to continue our study that we began for a few days ago on the first, pis- the first epistle or the first letter of the Apostle Peter. We've been looking into the first chapter and how our heart has been blessed already, seeing how the abundant mercy of God has been shed on you and on me. If you're saved, God has shed his abundant mercy upon you, my friend. Yes, you are a recipient of God's mercy, even if you're not aware of it. Yes, it it may be, uh, my friend, that you just uh, have never thought about the mercy of God that's available there for you and for me. Yes, but the very breath that you breathe, is because of the mercy of God. I wish you'd take notice of it. I wish our people here uh, at the radio missions and here at the tabernacle would realize and begin to praise the Lord uh, in a greater way. Uh, Don't you get tired of seeing folks in the prayer service or in the devotion who make no effort to praise the Lord? Yes, they kind of like a bump on a stump sometimes, isn't it? You ever hear that expression before? We used to uh, cut logs when I was a younger man with my dad, and some of them would have a big old bump sticking out on them. And he'd say, well, if some folks are like a bump on a log, they amount to nothing. Yes, my friend, I, I wish our folks would, would uh, begin to praise the Lord. It need not be a long-winded uh, testimony. No, it's like prayer. Uh, I have uh, told folks here, and I believe it to be so, one of the greatest prayers uh, that we can pray can be only two words, Lord help. In our desperation, when we come to the Lord in salvation, I believe that that's one of the prayers, maybe the only prayer that a sinner can utter, Lord, help. Yes, in our prayers, we don't have to convince the Lord by our long, monotonous dissertations, no. No, I believe one of the greatest prayers that was ever uttered by mortal man was by the old thief there on the cross. Yes, he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Sinner, you can pray that prayer this morning. Maybe you've never prayed. Maybe you've never bowed your head in submission to the Lord. Did you know that bowing your head is a sign of submission? Just that you acknowledge acknowledging that you're a sinner and that God is over, over all. That's what prayer, that's what bowing your head means, my friend. Yes, he received an answer immediately. He said, the Lord said, this day. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. How many today do not even recognize that mercy has been granted to them? But let me read you a verse or two there from the book of Titus in chapter 3. And we will begin to read there at verse 3. For we ourselves also were once foolish, disobedient, "...deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and ever hateful and hating and ever hating one another, but after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit which he shed on us abundantly through Christ Jesus our Savior." Did you get those verses, my friend? If not, I wish you'd look it up there in Titus chapter 3, beginning there at verse 3. Uh, get it after the broadcast is over. Get your Bible and read those verses and uh, take your marks, marker and mark them. My friend, what a gracious passage of Scripture. Here we see our own lost condition before mercy came. Can you remember before mercy came? Yes, ma'am. That's right. Yes, sir. I can. I can remember my days, my life, Uh before mercy, you know, we can go back before mercy. we All of God's children, uh, the, he has the a, a time there, he says, before God saved me or after God saved me. Those two things stand out in his life. But another thing that you can uh, easily detect, it says, before mercy came. Listen, this, listen, folks, I can't emphasize too strongly how that you and I are... Uh, Just sinners. we just born sinners, just as these were, as these verses here described us. That's you and me uh, uh, that he's describing here uh, in our lost and undone state. And then it's only by the abundant mercy that any of us are ever saved. Yes, the abundant mercy of God. No one, no man, no woman would ever be saved if he could help it. Has it ever dawned upon you that you have not sought the Lord for salvation? If you're saved this morning, God took the initiative in your heart and in your life and in your salvation. Think with me, and you'll have to confess, Lord, you sought me when I was steeped in sin and going away from God. Think about the uh, the children of Israel there. All the time they were in the captivity of the Egyptians there under Pharaoh's iron fist, they never sought the Lord. No, they went one day, uh, day by day, serving there in the brick kilns of Egypt. or oh, there was a little murmuring and complaining about the, the uh, uh, awfulness of the task that they were on. But, my friend, God's eye was upon them all the days of their lives. He prepared Moses 40 years there in Pharaoh's court as the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. Then 40 years on the backside of the desert, tending the sheep there for his father-in-law. And all of that while he was preparing Moses to lead his people into the land of milk and honey. Why did he do this? Did, did they seek him? No. Why did he do this? Because of his love and his mercy upon them. He had mercy upon those folks there serving in the brick kilns of Egypt. Not because of the hard taskmasters, no. He didn't deliver them because of the hard tasks. He delivered them because of his mercy. Mercy in the hands of a sovereign God. Listen to that verse we read there in Titus. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. <laughs> My friend, I wish you, uh, you as a sinner uh, would stop and realize that you're in the hands of a merciful God. You can't run from God. No, then why not run to him? If you can't run from God, then why not run to Him? We read in Romans chapter nine and verses eleven and uh, verse, verses fifteen and sixteen, for he saith to Moses, "I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion, so then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth but God, but of God that showeth mercy." Oh, my friends, I know this sets forth the sovereignty of God, but look at that last phrase. He says, but of God that showeth mercy. That's what uh, Peter was speaking of here, God showing mercy. Let's read the remaining part of verse 3 now. He hath begotten us, speaking of the Lord, hath begotten us again unto a living hope or a lively hope. Uh, maybe in your Bible, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You and I who are saved this morning, we are begotten of God unto a living hope, a lively hope. Our salvation is not some dead and forgotten hope based upon some traditions of some church, of, uh, of keeping the sacrifice and, and praying the rosary and those things. I, I, that's not our salvation, my friend. We have a salvation in Christ. It's a living hope. Yes, a living hope. As Christ was raised from the dead and is alive evermore at the right hand of God, so is our hope alive. For our hope, our salvation, our everything we have, our hope to have is tied up or contained in Christ. It's all in Christ. Do you ever read the scriptures, my friend, especially there in the New Testament, and look at all the places where it says in Christ? Yes, in, in Christ this or in Christ that. Do you hear folks speaking of Christ in your church, my friend? Do you? Uh, folks say they're saved, and yet they never praise and thank the Lord or ever thank the Savior or Jesus Christ as our Savior. My friend, no. Uh, there's, there's none other. There's uh, no other, my friend, that we can praise. I'm like the Apostle Paul. Yes, uh, I'm not ashamed. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it. The gospel is the power of God unto uh, salvation, unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. But many folks whom I know never mention the Lord. <coughs> no, excuse me. They never mention the Lord. They never think thank him for mercy and grace. They never praise his name for saving a sinner. I believe with all my heart that once you've been redeemed, once you've seen how God through Christ has had mercy upon you, you come... Yeah, you cannot keep quiet. God's child cannot keep quiet. There's no dumb spirit. There's no dumb Christ, a Christian, my friend. They have not a dumb spirit. No. Every time they have an opportunity to show uh, the, how, how much the Lord has blessed them, they want to speak out, yeah, and uh, show your love for those uh, around you, for him. Show, show that love for him to those around you if it's only in your daily walk. Peter tells us we are begotten unto a living or a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Just last week, we were speaking on the old Trailblazer broadcast. Uh, We were speaking on the resurrection of our Lord, yes, and how he came forth from the grave after three days and three nights there in the tomb. He came forth. I know that Satan would love for you and me to believe that he never arose, That was his purpose there. But, uh, my friend, uh, he'd want you to believe that the Roman soldier stole his body. That story is still being told today. But God's Word tells us how he spoke to Mary Magdalene there at the tomb early that morning before the sun came up. He revealed himself to her and uh, and then to many others. My friend, as you sit and listen to this message, uh, as I attempt to bring God's message, his truth, our Lord, the very Son of God, Jesus Christ, of whom the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. He is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you and for me. He's my hope. Is he yours? Is he your hope? Is the Lord Jesus Christ real to you, my friend? You just look up and say, Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving such a poor old wicked sinner as I am. will not that be, won't, won't, isn't that grace that we can do that? My friend, if you're not saved, uh, yes, you can't say that. No. But my friend, there's a heaven to win and a hell to shun. Are you concerned about your soul this morning? Are you? Don't take that lightly, my friend. Don't take God's Word lightly. If you never repent and turn to Christ, one day, one day you will lift up your eyes, as the old rich man did there. He said, the Scripture says, in hell he lifted up his eyes, and that's what one day that you'll be made to do, yes? Uh, don't make light of the old trailblazer, my friend. Don't make light of the message, accounting it as a light thing. Don't don't play uh, with your eternal soul. Oh no, it's it's going to live throughout eternity, no matter what what you may think. It doesn't matter what you think. Your opinion has no merit, my friend, when it comes to uh, thinking about your soul. No, because God's word is true. Man is a liar. You and I are liars by nature. We came into this world lies. Uh, The scripture says uh, speaking lies as soon as we be born. You take a a small child when it's born, and, and after it gets a Month or two or three old, it gets used to its bottle, and uh, it'll cry a little bit, and uh, you, 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 nothing wrong with it, just crying. Especially when they get up to be two or three years old, they start squalling and crying, wanting something, but they don't, if they don't need anything. They're just lying, and we come up like that, and you and I, we grow into manhood, and and we're telling falsehood. But uh, my friend Satan can only tell; he can't tell the truth. And if you're a child of Satan this morning, he's your father, and he taught you to do that. But God's mercy has been extended to me this morning and to you. And I, I come here this morning urging you to be uh, concerned about your soul. Oh, my heart's burden for many of our folk. We have many who tell us they're not saved. But, look my friend, would you just ask the Lord uh, to uh, open your heart. Our Father, we come to the close of the broadcast. Would you just uh, burden our hearts for the lost? Would you, would you burden the hearts of the lost for their own soul that they may not go out into eternity lost and undone and then have to lift up their eyes there in hell one day? Oh, my friend, uh, won't you turn to the Lord? This has been the old Trailblazer broadcast. Pastor Alva Pendarvis speaking, reminding you that we're here five days a week, Monday through Friday. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Till next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and Morning Worship Hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658.